Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show all about podcasting, helping you to create a successful show. I'm Colin Gray from thepodcasthost.com and joined by Matthew. As always, how are you doing, Matthew? Very well, thanks, Colin. How are you? Yeah, not bad. It's sunny outside. It's like it's spring in Inverness, which means like things are things are blooming and it's only like, you know, usually June by the time this happens, so we're a bit early. It's quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> Got my rabbit out on the grass this morning. She's uh, making a start on the, the mowing programme. Uh, <laughs> she's not great at it, to be honest. Too flighty. I think she likes to keep like tufts of grass that she could hide in when buzzards oh, fly over. So too irregular. There's a bit of insight in it. Uh, sign up to my rabbit podcast and we'll we'll get more content like this on the go. I don't Indeed. have one for what it's worth. I made that up. <laughs> what does that tie? You can tie into today's topic. You can put like a, a GPS tracker on your rabbit and see if uh, he, she, which was it? He or she? She, yeah. She, see if she is uh, mowing every bit of the lawn. You can see her track across the grass, how she's uh, exactly. yeah. how she's doing it all. Because <laughs> that's what we're talking about today, isn't it? GPS tracking for podcasting. Now, I know absolutely nothing about this. So this is all yours, Matthew. I'm just going to kind of... Uh, Ask the dumb questions, I think. So, uh, what is, what's this all about? Yeah, so I, I suppose to, to kick off, like season 17 of Podcraft, we're doing a kind of theme, a loose theme of podcasting in 2023. And we've talked about kind of futuristic angles. Uh, we've talked about chat GPT and AI. We've talked about drones. And I thought uh, Lindsay's latest article on the site, which you could find at thepodcasthost.com forward slash GPS, I thought this was a nice one to tie into it too. Even though like GPS audio and locative media, as it's known as, this isn't a new thing at all. Like it's it's comfortably over 10 year old technology, but I, th- I think it's still like there's loads of opportunities around it and it's not it's not fully been embraced and utilised by podcasters. So we'd like to dive into that on this episode and talk a bit more about how you might be able to benefit from it in your own podcast as well. But I have a wee definition written down of locative media column. Would you okay. like to hear it? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Define it for me. Okay, so locative media, it's basically using technology to create interactive experiences that are tied to specific physical locations or places. So think of it as a way to explore and interact with your surroundings using your phone or any other device. So if I'm doing like a locative audio tour or playing a game, a locative audio or GPS game, I'd be using an app or software on my phone and I'd be walking around an area and each time I arrived at a certain physical location, I'd get a GPS trigger and audio would start playing on my headphones. So if that's a tour, it might just start describing something to me. It might start educating me on what I'm looking at or if it's a game it could uh, kick in and say you know now that you're here your next task is to go here and do this so um does that does that make sense yeah that sounds good yeah so it's about it's like the kind of old museum tours that you used to get you're wandering about and you come across like number three and it starts telling you about Egyptians or something Exactly. I'm too tight, lad, to, to pay for those. So when we go to like a museum or a castle or that, you know, they try and give you the, and it's like, I don't know, 50 pence. I'm like, no, I <laughs> you don't never need pay that. Extra. I, could, I could read the um, information for myself and I never do. I just look at stuff and I'm round it really quickly because <laughs> I just want a cake. Yeah, <laughs> of course. That's all museums are for, isn't it? Cakes yeah, get a cake. Let's get a coffee and a cake. <laughs> But no, but I mean, this is like, it's uh, it's such a good idea in terms of like, it's how to make a really interactive, how to make a really engaging podcast. Like I've thought about this a few times when I used to live in Edinburgh for quite a while. And obviously there's a whole ton of stuff you could do there. Um, historic 
uh, sights around the Royal Mile, wandering up and down. And I never knew you could actually get stuff to trigger, like things to play at certain areas. So this is really cool. So yeah, so I, I mean, are there any examples of stuff like this people might have heard out there in the world? Well, my memory's uh, hazy because of the amount of beer that I tend to drink on a weekly basis. But did I not <laughs> remember you getting into the old Pokemon Go thing with the kids back in? I looked and it was 2016. That was big. Yeah. Yeah. When it first came out, I, Alistair was quite into it. So, yeah. Um, yes, we played it a fair bit. It was a good way to drag kids around on a, a walk around the countryside because they, mm. they could search for Pokemon on the way. Yeah. Yes. So that, I mean, that's a that's a famous example of this sort of thing, this locative media thing. It wasn't just audio, obviously. There was a visual aspect too, wasn't there? Because was it you held your phone or tablet up and you could see the the physical Pokemon? Yep. Was that right? Yeah, it was a, it was a, it augmented reality. So you could walk around, you could either see, like you could make it so that everything appeared on the picture of the real stuff around you. So you'd be looking through your camera, essentially, and they'd overlay Pokemon and... Uh, like I can't remember what they call pocus stops and all that kind of stuff over the picture. So yeah, it it did both because the GPS would tell you're in a certain place and it knows there are pocus stop there. Um, so yeah, I guess that it could play stuff based on where you were, um, and it would show stuff in the camera too. Obviously, not in our context, the visuals, but um, the audio would happen too. Yeah, so there's Pikachu on like the high speed rail line, and uh, yeah, you go in there as if we just would have a high speed rail line here in Scotland now, <laughs> and you'd yeah. be you'd be perfectly safe lying on a railway line all day. For what it's worth, please don't take that advice as gospel. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd uh, had some experience of doing this sort of thing back in I was looking again 2015. So mm-hmm. Robert and I, who I work on with a lot of audio drama content, we were mm-hmm. approached by a company in South Africa called Voice Map in 2015 and uh, they were interested to speak to us about uh, doing some voice tours for them because their their main like their bread and butter is uh, you know factual audio tours so people are creating audio tours with them like you're saying Colin go around Edinburgh let's learn about about history and stuff like that you'll find them in all cities if you download their app and uh, we got talking to them about like let's let's use this technology but let's do fiction so we got to work creating a couple of tours in Edinburgh that were totally fictional. Uh, one was the Royal Mile uh, and another in the New Town, and basically it guided the, the listener around. And we made up wee stories. So they're, they're going around, and one yeah. was like they had a time travel thing. You know, you've been chased by these agents. You had to steal a painting and take it back to the future. And it was really fun to put together. <laughs> uh, cool. we, we We sort of done the audio up with a bit of music and sound effects and stuff like that as well so it was a really cool project to get involved in and uh, opened my eyes to to this kind of technology Uh, and like I say that's eight years ago now I I think a a classic like very early example were you ever familiar with Zombies Run? Yeah I totally came came across that yeah worked really nicely actually it was a really good little app Um, really persuaded you to run if you had a good set of headphones on it was it was terrifying (laughs) yeah like I mean for anyone who's not heard that it was basically a running app but it was telling you zombies were chasing you wasn't it there was more to it than that but that was like the the sort of crux of it that was the basic principle yeah you're running along um and you're 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 jogging they're saying all right okay we can't see him just now and then suddenly there's a moan and a scream behind you and they're like right sprint quick (laughs) right keep going keep going get around the next corner uh and then they would say you can slow down there because you've escaped it so it's just a way of getting you to uh, do interval training basically but with the best story behind it it was really cool and yeah. was, uh, that would be based on this kind of thing, I suppose, wouldn't it? Because it'd be based on distance as opposed to location, perhaps, but similar kind of approach. 
Yeah, I think possibly their early iteration wasn't GPS, or maybe they, I don't I don't know if they ever involved GPS or if it was just a distance thing. Um, but definitely, you know, in that same sort of ballpark idea of mm. taking something in a physical location, giving yeah. you some media around it, and uh, putting you yeah. to work. Um, yeah. Yeah. Locative media as well. I was looking through Lindsay's article; she actually linked to another article from back in 2011 you, you know when you get like a new technology there'll always be someone usually somebody like me who comes along and it's like <laughs> this is actually rubbish uh, yeah. so somebody back in 2011 said that it was this was all nonsense but um, i disagree <laughs> i really disagree i think it's still totally underutilized by podcasters and i think there's quite a lot of good opportunities as well um yeah. i suppose colin the, the a lot of listeners are going to probably be thinking at this stage, right? This isn't for me because I don't do a local podcast. Do you think mm-hmm. that's a do you think that's a valid point, or do you think there's more to it than that? Well, I mean, I think the local pod. I, I think I think there's a there could be a lot more opportunity in local podcasts than most people think, especially if you can actually put a bit more interactivity around it like that. I mean. There, there can't be many places around the world that couldn't benefit from a little bit of, you know, um, sort of tourism content, for example, or even, I don't know, like, there must be some, a lot of ways to build this into more traditional growth strategies as well. What do you th- like? Do you think that's the case? Or is this maybe only for big city people or people in really popular areas? Yeah, I think that, I mean, there, there are obvious, like, there are obvious examples of people who maybe live in like extremely remote places where yeah. this just doesn't make any Potentially sense. Potentially not relevant. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think most people aren't too far from a, a decent, you know, a decent sized town or city. So I, some of the reasons to to pull us back a wee bit, I guess, some of the reasons I think that this is underutilized by podcasters. I suppose a lot of people they they simply haven't thought about it before, and that's purpose of this episode yeah. is hopefully to, to help you decide or to help put this in front of you and so you know help exists. you make a decision yeah. but people might also think about the the technology like you know mm-hmm. they maybe have thought that that would be a cool idea but just aren't really aware of uh, the tools to go about yeah. doing it to go about well that was it, it so. that was that, that was me seven years ago yeah whenever i was thinking about it mid sort of 20 2010s for mm-hmm. sure just didn't know you could do that at all yeah so we've got a list uh, that, that we'll, we'll run through shortly of tools that you could use, apps that you Great. could use as well. Um, maybe it's just that people are too busy focusing on the more traditional growth strategies out there in podcasting, yeah. which is fine. But uh, Colin, how many times do we hear somebody saying, you know, if, if they're complaining about their show's growth, like I've tried everything <laughs> and, you know, you'll, you'll fire like 10 things back at them and they've tried almost yeah. none of them. You, you do yeah, come yeah. across that a lot, don't you? For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I mean, this is like a, a kind of extra length beyond that as well, because it's not um, anywhere close to traditional. I think there's probably so little competition in this kind of area that if somebody did put the effort into it, um, especially if, I mean, imagine if you're a, you're living in New York or something like that, you know, how many millions of people visit that place every year? Um, same with Edinburgh, where we did our, like you did your one. I was thinking about one as well. Like you've got millions of people every year coming to visit those places. That is a huge audience. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, what is there an argument around the longer term? Like hopefully with a podcast, you grow a long-term audience. What do you think about ones like that, like tourism type ones? when it comes to growing an audience longer term, do you think you can hook people in and get them to listen to something over time? Or does that mean like if you do an Edinburgh one, you hook some people in, you have to start creating other cities as well. Like what's the kind of longer term approach do you think? 
I suppose with your podcast, there's there's two schools of thought, isn't there? Like you do something that's very aligned with your podcast topic. So, you know, in a perfect world, you're doing a local history podcast and that that Mm -hmm. works really well because you create something that's basically your podcast, but on location. Or you take like the the classic example we use is like uh, General Motors or General Electric, who is it, that did the message? Yeah, 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 that's the one. Oh, no, uh, anyway, yeah, go for it. A big company, a big company did a fiction podcast. big American general company. (laughs) Yeah, so like you do a podcast on something, but, you know, here's a a city near me, I'm going to go there, I'm just going to create this quite memorable fictional tour, and then at the end of it, I'll uh, just mention my podcast, and, you know, worst case scenario, just loads of people go through this and enjoy it, and you do make a you make like a pound fifty a time, you know, if people download yeah. it, if you're using something yeah. like voice yeah. map. Worst case scenario, you've just created a good bit of content. Yeah, true. And sometimes we talk about the idea of monetizing your podcast, don't we? And a lot of people are running like a, let's go to the knitting example, monetizing a knitting podcast. And maybe it's kind of difficult to make a lot of, like and make a good earning out of a knitting podcast. But one of the monetization methods is actually just utilizing those skills that you've built making the show, whether it's producing somebody else's show or maybe producing something for your local tourist industry, you know, go out and make this, use those skills that you've developed around presenting, around speaking, around content design to actually make a local tour. Um, And because of the interactivity, obviously that is kind of, it's above and beyond. So actually it's, it's creating something that's interactive and it's more valuable as a result. So you might be able to charge good money for it. So yeah, maybe, maybe it's not even part of your own podcast. It's just something separate you create to monetize those skills. Yeah, definitely. Like we, we invest in equipment and we learn how to use it and we, we, we work on our setups and get this good audio, you know, and uh, like you're saying, it's, um, I think that's what attracted us to it back in the day when we realized that that was an option. We'd learned, skills and we learned how to make quite immersive sound audio and the thought of taking that on location and making it available for people walking around in the real world was just really cool and uh, I don't know once every couple of years I think we get um, 50 quid you know it builds up (laughs) and you get a wee 50 quid payout and you get a couple of pints from it so uh, (laughs) but yeah a much bigger city than than it and we don't advertise it at all so yeah, you know, I I go to places like we're really close to St Andrews. There's obviously somebody doing a lot of stuff with voice map in St Andrews, and I'll always see on the lamp posts there's a wee voice map. Um, you know those card things that folk cable tie to like lamp posts. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He or she's advertising their their tour, and they've got a QR code. So again that's a really easy way for me just to if i wanted to take one of these tours i think i would just like scan the qr code and it would probably make me download the app and then i would just take the tour so that's somebody that's made a good effort of advertising this Uh, so Mm -hmm. if you really pushed it i think you could get a lot of folk taking your tours or or playing your games or whatever Cool. Okay. So it's not for everyone, for sure, because you need to have something local that more than a few people would be interested in. But there's definitely a few different ways you could use it, whether it's tying it into your own show somehow, if there is a local element to it or an event element to it or a location element to it, whatever it is. Even if you're a history podcast and you just like do it once or twice a year because you go and visit some historical monument like way away from where you are too. So yeah, there's ways to tie it into a show in many different ways, isn't there? Yeah, like if you think about um, any special events, holidays, festivals, you know, there might be 
There might be a series of gigs or concerts going on in your area. It's just, it, you know where you live better than anyone else. And, um, you know, podcasters are creative folks. I, I guess, like, a lot of people will be weighing up right now. You know, what's in my area? What could I do? What could I tap into? <laughs> yeah. And uh, there'll always be opportunities there, I would I would reckon. Then you Definitely. could you could start to look at really sort of inventive and out there ways like... Um, you know, I like the idea of you could create something quite mysterious, like maybe you've got quite a compelling poster and again you go down the QR mm-hmm. code route. You could yeah. almost guide the person. You could you could paint it as like a competition, like, you know, uh, scan the code and let's take you on a wee tour. And if you could figure out this couple of stuff, you might win something. Uh, yeah. so it's there's all sorts of ways to to use this technology to create something really cool. Yeah, I, lo- I love the idea that you guys come up with the fictional tour, like the fact that you don't actually need to be that interested in history. Like you're you're a storyteller. That's what we do in podcasts, isn't it? Or storytellers. And there's so many different ways you could come up with something that's even just a, a little story that you make up around a place or an area or something like that. I think that's really cool. So a lot of people could do that, I think. What would you do up in Inverness then if you were creating something? <laughs> could you think of anything? Oh, I mean, the classic would be I'd go down to Loch Ness and uh, find some clues for Nessie, see if we can find the monster finally. I'm sure there's plenty of, well, there's like, uh, you know, places like Culloden Battlefield and lots of places where big battles have happened and you could go and sort of, uh, you could go and find some of the ghosts of the area, interview them for the show, you know, see what it's like at the at the battlefield, <laughs> what the place was like at the time. Um, yeah, tons of stuff around here, for sure. I'd do, down here, I'd do shopping trolleys and ponds. I'd do a wee tour of those. <laughs> the story behind this shopping trolley that's been there for two years. <laughs> this this trolley is from Prestos, which I don't know when did that stop existing. 1989 Presto. or something. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I like the idea of, of um, you know, putting it around an event or something like that as well. Like the fact that, you know, cities change at certain times of the year or places change at certain times of the year as well. Um, like it, going back to Edinburgh as an example as well, the festival comes on every year in August and the city just totally transforms. So if you had a, a festival podcast, um, locative podcast, which people come back to this. So there's an idea around the kind of regularity of it. We were thinking about like, can you develop long-term listeners around this? Well, some people go to that festival every single year. And so they might listen to a show that actually toured you around the venues, the different shows, all that kind of stuff that happens on a regular basis. That's a yearly one, but I'm sure there's festivals, events that happen more regularly than that as well. So I don't know if that's some way to create something more creative that still draws you back on a regular basis. And there's scope for collaboration too, I think. So like you might say to yourself, well, I'm here in this town or city. So what, you know, Uh, but if there's other podcasters, maybe in your niche or maybe just podcasters that you know around the world, mm-hmm. you could maybe mm-hmm. get them involved too. You know, where are we all in the world? Let's put a pin in that. Okay, let's let's create something each and let's all share that content on our shows. Let's let everyone know that this is available, you know, in, yeah. in various continents around the world. And you could you could almost create a wee sort of network effect around it too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It's like a kind of um you create your own bucket list of places to visit. You know, people that f- start to follow the show, they listen to your tour of Edinburgh, but then they listen to your tour of Paris, then they listen to your tour of Tokyo, and they actually follow you around the world. That'd be pretty good, building a wee community around that, wouldn't it? <laughs> and just thinking through the, the various um, topics and niches that folks podcast in, and you, you could mm-hmm. imagine the opportunities, like if it's a sport podcast, history is, is particularly um, good for this, I think. Culture 
education, yeah. kids' yeah. stuff would be really yeah. good, you know, science, yeah. uh, pop culture, true crime even, you know, if you want to get a bit, a bit grisly. Uh, oh, here yeah. is a scene of, um, I, I dare say there almost certainly will be a Jack the Ripper type one uh, and stuff oh, like yeah, that. There's a well, thought, so. isn't there? Yeah, you're thinking of, like thinking of that, the idea of people following you around cities around the world is quite kind of um, extravagant. Maybe that costs quite a lot of money to go and do. There's not many people can do that on a regular basis. But if you're living a big city or even just, uh, you know, <clears throat> you live in a state in America that's reasonably populous, there's probably plenty of locations you could find where things like that happened that you can kind of describe it and walk people through the scenes. And yeah, true crime, that's pretty grisly, but people are into that, eh? <laughs> I mean, similar for, like, you talk about culture there, events, like, if you're into art, you go to art exhibitions, um, like, you live in any kind of populous space, whether you're in the city or not, like, you'll travel to go and visit these things, like, maybe go and see a, a musical or something like that at the local theatre, or, and travel a bit further afield to a bigger theatre, like, being able to sort of create some kind of locative media around those spaces, like, even the one in, in Inverness here, Eden Court, it's got loads of little loads of little sites that you can see near that theatre. So you can go, you can talk about the, the um, you know, the shows themselves. You can tour people around the theatre itself. But then the little local area too, like here's a couple of restaurants and cafes close by to get something to eat that are, you know, uh, before the show. Or here's a little site, a statue, tell you a little bit about it. I think there's there's loads of opportunities, no matter what kind of niche you're in, I think. Um, and I think one of the important things to remember here is that it is a bit more work to do it this way. There's a bit of software required and maybe there's a bit more planning required, but it doesn't need to be every season, does it, Matthew? It could be just like you do a special edition season once every couple of years like this that really kind of creates a bit of hype or um, draws people in or, you know, just creates something a bit special that you can talk about and promote much more easily. So it doesn't have to be on the regular, does it? No, and this this content's usually pretty evergreen as well. You know, unless somebody, unless some new government's going around knocking all your statues down, uh, <laughs> then you'd probably be fine if you've if you've done something around that. So uh, you could consider this like a self-contained body of work that you've that you've yeah. put out there, and that's it. And if you never add to that at all, then it, yeah. it's still there, it's still available. Yeah. So yeah, cool. All right, so we'll look at the tools. I want to hear the gadgets? What is it you actually use to make these things? Yeah, so my own personal experience is purely with voice map, but in Lindsay's uh, post, which you could find at thepodcasthost.com forward slash GPS, uh, she'll give you the full lowdown on, on some of the tools, but CGOMAP, Sonic Map, Sonic Maps and Echoes are three of the tools, and I believe at least one of those has the capabilities for doing like gamified stuff as well, so it's not mm-hmm. always just about getting a tour, like I'm going up here, the audio's playing, it's telling me something. I think there yeah, is yeah. scope for like um, creating games and stuff as well. I think the mm. top one, see Geomap, I think that's a pretty premium one. You know, if you really wanted to create something, uh, if, if you were maybe a company that wanted to create something like this, but yeah. uh, certainly voice map. bells and whistles. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I'm assuming that um, business model is pretty similar to, to when I used it and that was just, <laughs> uh, you know, it's basically, I, I I don't know if it's a 50-50 split or a 40-60 or something like that, but you create yeah. the thing and you're you're splitting the price. But to be fair to them, yeah. they do they do um, a bit of marketing for you as well. So mm. yeah, um, and we weren't doing it for the money; we were just we were doing it for the fun at the time. Yes, so indeed. <laughs> but you still get a little learning from that every now and again. 
like I say, every couple of years yeah. a wee 50 quid and uh, <laughs> well, the way things are going, that'll get us a pint, but uh, in, in, in past days we've managed a few pints out of it, so. Yeah, that's cool. All right, just to reiterate that then, if you want to go over and check these out, get more information, pricing, full capabilities, go over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash GPS, GPS, um, and that'll cover it, I think, for the tech. All right, that's good stuff. It's been interesting, actually. It's not something I've looked at at all, really, actually, in, in implementing it. So it's good to talk through the ideas, Matthew. Yeah, I, it's just another idea. That's the that's one of the themes of this season. Like there are yeah. lots of wee things that you could think about out there just to to push sort of new boundaries with your podcast. And there, there's yeah. untapped areas out there. There's new listeners that you could always be reaching. And uh, once you, I go on. I was going to say it's funny when you funny when you think about it, like the the theme of this is future tech. It's funny when you think like that does this does feel like kind of future tech being able to use uh, location, GPS, everything to kind of locate yourself and place certain things. But like you say, it's been around for a long time. A long <laughs> so time. Future yeah. future tech sometimes takes a, a while to actually establish and get used much. Yeah, so, I think uh, it's just yeah. a case that the, the accessibility for the creator is much better now. There's just so many more options out there as well. Yeah, so, true, true. Uh, the season as well, because I've talked about the season there too, I'll just point the listener to thepodcasthost.com forward slash podcraft17 where you'll find uh, all the other episodes we've done this season so far too. Yeah, if you're interested in AI or drones or any of the other kind of tech that we've been talking about to improve your show, go over and check them out. And I'll just mention as well, Alitu, which is our podcast maker app. If you've enjoyed this content, one of the ways we use to support it is selling our podcast maker app. But it also, it's all value to you in terms of making it easier to podcast. Um, Alitu does solo recording. It can do call recording like Matthew and I are doing just now. It can do editing so you can actually edit all your mistakes in a custom podcast editor. Does your audio cleanup, noise reduction, levelling, all that kind of stuff. And it can do podcast hosting as well so you can actually publish your show to the web. So if you fancy using that one um, app to make your whole podcast easier, go over to alitu.com, A-L-I-T-U.com. You'll get a seven day free trial so you can try it out. All right. Cheers, Matthew. Do we have an idea? Future, talking future. Do we know what we're going to talk about next time round yet? Or uh, no, because things happen so ball. fast here in the future. We just have to. <laughs> we we just have to react in the moment, don't we? That's it exactly. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I'm sure we've got a couple more future episodes at least in the can before we uh, change season again. But yeah, if you're out there, thanks for listening. Hope you've got some ideas from this. I hope you've got some ideas from this whole season actually, because there's uh, a few things going through my head that we might try in the near future to to change how we're podcasting just some new ideas around different types of shows we can create so i hope it's doing the same for you a few inspirational things what about you matthew what's your uh, location podcast going to be this week you're going out to record something aren't you i'm sure i so we've done the shopping trolleys we've done the rabbit thing i'll have to find a uh, i would say local pub crawl but there's so few pubs around yeah. here as well so um mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. i'll have to have a good think about that i'll get my drone i'll get my ai chatbot <laughs> and i'll get to work to fly it around Yeah, indeed. (laughs) All right. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time.